Well, I was a chef uh, and a restaurateur for 25 years, and then I left the restaurant business 15 years ago to become a writer. So a line I like to use probably too often is that I left the worst way to make a living for the second worst way to make a living. Wait until you host your own podcast. Oh, yay. Add that to your list. It's my life's goal to keep going down, down, down. (laughs) It's Monday, March 2nd, and we've got Dodgeball, Charleston, David Hagedorn, and Scott with a bunch of food news. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Hello and welcome to Eat It, Virginia, Richmond, Virginia's premier food and beverage podcast. We're top shelf, Roby. We're top shelf, Scott. I'm Scott Wise, along with my friend, my friend, Roby Martin. Whenever, whenever, I wish you guys could be here when we start this podcast because every time I open my mouth, Roby starts laughing at me. I do, I, I do. I don't understand. We're top shelf. <laughs> it's I the mean, same thing every not, podcast, yeah, and she laughs at me every single time. Well, I, okay, here, let's just do this, Scott. So we've gained quite a few listeners since we started this whole thing, which is awesome. I just want to reintroduce ourselves. I think that's a great idea. Who are you? Oh, wow. <laughs> So my name is Scott Wise, and I work at Channel 6 uh, here in Richmond, Virginia. He forgets the Emmy Award-winning Scott Wise. Yes, that is true. And uh, But now I'm, I don't work on TV so much anymore. Now I'm on the web and social media for CBS The 6. director. His title is director. Why don't I introduce you? Go for it, Robes. <laughs> Keep going, Scott. All right, so that's pretty much it. I have, uh, I have two children. Who eat. Who eat, yes. And so often Roby will ask me about restaurant, my restaurant experiences around town with kids. Families. Families, that's right. Um, I've been, I grew up here in town in Henrico's West End, went to Tucker High School. And uh, yeah, that's me. Tell the folks about you, Roby. Well, I'm Roby Martin, and I started my food career, well, in high school. My mom owned a couple of restaurants, so I worked in them. When I moved to Richmond, I became the food critic at Style Weekly. So I was there for a little under 10 years, writing about the food industry here. And then I moved into a couple of other Food spaces, I guess. I was over at Channel 8, and now I'm here at Channel 6 as your food correspondent, per se. We're so lucky to have you. Oh, you're so nice. And we do this podcast that drops every other Monday on Eat It, Virginia. And if you want to talk to me about food or talk to Scott about families and food, you can reach us at eatitvirginia at Gmail or at eatitvirginia on Instagram or at eatitvirginia on Twitter. Speaking of food correspondence, today's podcast, we're featuring a food correspondent. Yes, we are. David Hagedorn from the Washington Post and Arlington Ma- Magazine and Bethesda Magazine. Yeah, that's, what it's, that's what he said. It's all owned by the same person, those two yeah, magazines. The, yeah, and he had something really nice come out in the last week on Richmond. So we got to him before it came out and sure. got a little insider scoop, which is really kind he of cool. He was visiting town in October, writing, visiting a bunch of different restaurants around town, fi- figuring out which ones he was like going to feature in this article. in two days he visited, I think, something like that. Before we get to our chat with David, though, we want to tell you about a very awesome event happening this week in Richmond. It's the Richmond Black Restaurant Experience Week. It started yesterday, and it goes all week long, highlighting black-owned restaurants all over the city and into the counties. One of the organizers of the event is Kelly Lemon. Kelly is one of the busiest people in town, so Roby was able to track her down for a few minutes for a phone interview to tell us all about the Richmond Black Restaurant Experience. Okay, Kelly Lemon, I want to talk to you about Black Restaurant Experience. 
Richmond's black restaurant experience. First, yeah. what part do you have in this? Well, you know, Roby, it's three of us that all have, like, real, real, real jobs. Um, but <laughs> my role is pretty much the social role. You know, I am the marketing, the social media, the the events, the experiences. I'm the one that's kind of looking at how we're having fun while we're eating. So that's my role. I love your role. So it's March 1st through the 8th, whole yeah. week. A whole then, week. When you guys started, how many restaurants did you have? Uh, right at, I think it was either 25 or 29, where we don't hold me to it, but I think it was, I think it was 29, 29 restaurants when we first started. And now how many do you have? 35. 35 holy, holy. on yeah, 35 on this year's list, Roby, and also a lot of newbies and a lot of places have second locations now. So, like, that's the dope part about it is we've grown, um, but we've grown because they've expanded. So there's stuff going on all week. Um, our food trucks, our caterers, and our chefs, Roby, were mad at us the first year. They were like, yo, for real? You just want to highlight the restaurant? Um, and so we were we regrouped real fast, and that's when we created Mobile Soul Sunday. And then to end it, we're, we stick a fork in it. Um, right. And so that, that's where we highlight the chefs, um, the caterers, and anybody that doesn't have like a brick and mortar, but they do have a product within the hospitality industry. Nice. God, yeah. such a busy week. So I am, of course I am, because, you know, I, for some reason, I just can't get enough of Ronnie's ribs. So I'm stoked okay. that he's Listen. part of it this year. I don't know what it you, is about the ribs, man. I just don't know. Well, I think it's because it's like Ronnie left for a little bit, and then people didn't know where to find him. And I think all of a sudden people's stomachs started to get angry. And then Ronnie was like, I'm back. Did you miss me? And everybody was like, yes, and you're on this list. Um, and so people, I mean, when I say Roby, everybody's excited that Ronnie's back and to be in Verona, too. So it gives us, um, you know, a footprint in another area. Sure, sure. And yeah. I, I, mean, I love that guy. He's so, yeah. so genuine. Now, I'm yeah. excited about Ronnie's. Who else is on the yeah. list should we be excited about? Let's be very, very excited about some of the newbies, right? Um, and more so because they are serving vegan and vegetarian options. Another wow. thing we got criticized for, you know, sometimes soul food, Roby, is considered that that fried, fat, you know, it's comfort food. So right. the vegans and the vegetarians were like, what about us? Again, so um, <laughs> soul, soul and vinegar that is in Churchill but also at, at ICA, I'm excited about them and the new ownership over at Empanema. Um, that right there um, is, I am so excited. I mean, I'm also biased because he's a UVA grad, but um, the You're, fact look, that. Look, go Cavs. I'm, you can be yeah. biased all you want. <laughs> but, you know, like the fact that Empanema is now black owned, um, that soul and vinegar is an option. Also, let's shout out Nomads um, and all of the other places that already have vegan and vegetarian options on their list, but we definitely are feeling the momentum and the excitement about those options available for 2020. Well, I, it's the cool thing about this list is you can do breakfast, lunch, yeah. and dinner. Yeah. That's, and, that and, is and, so well-rounded. 
and shake your tail feather too late night if you want to. You know that that's going to have some good eat. You know, Good Times is back on the list, and and they are known for their more of their nightlight experience. So yeah, so I mean, we we make sure we covered everything, every dietary need, every the kids can eat. That's another thing we want you to bring your families. We want you to tell the kids you know, about some, some good eats right here in Richmond, but we also want you to bring the elders so they can remember um, some of the good times they had as well. So bring the family. And if we're looking for you guys on social media, what's the hashtag we should search? Yeah, that hashtag that changes every year only because of the date is RBRE2020, and you can follow us on Facebook um, at Richmond Black Restaurant Experience, Instagram and Twitter at RBR Experience, and then the website is VABlackRestaurantExperience.com. And this website looks good. I'm on it right now, and i got to tell you, yeah. I'm just yeah. salivating. I can't wait. Yeah, and, I'm gonna be, and I'm, You will, too. Roby, right? last, last thing. I'm going to be I'm, – I'm eating my – I got dates, Roby. I got dates with people um, that we are – that, of course, they're treating me, so I can um, eat – Black, very good. But we have a checklist, Roby, too. So if, oh, if you don't, yeah, and that's available for you to download it on our website. It, it is also um, at some of the restaurants and at the experiences so that you can use it after this week. So say you, you know, you can check off the ones that you want to do this week, but then, like, hey, keep that going all year round and, and visit them when you can. I see this checklist. It's great. It's super easy to read. It has all of these. And you know what? I, I need, like, I need to get in, Mrs. B's. I hear it's great over there. Oh, my gosh, yes. She's doing something amazing. Another vegan vegetarian option that I meant to shout out and new to the list. Just open, Roby. She just opened. <laughs> I got I to gotta go. I got to go. Well, yeah. I, can't, I know you are slam-packed busy, so I appreciate you taking the time to give us the lowdown here at Eat It Virginia. Um, oh, anything for you and Scott. <laughs> what up, Scott? <laughs> I know. Poor guy. I'm going to send him to all the places and have him report back. Good, good. Well, thanks, Kelly. I appreciate your time. I hope to see you soon. Thank you, Roby. appreciate you always. So before we talk to David, we actually are going to talk to Matthew Deaton. And I don't know if you know Matt. I've never met Matt. He is the pit master and chef at Foodie, which is one of Joy Crump's restaurants in Fredericksburg. I have met Joy. She's been in Channel 6 a couple of times doing some cooking demos. She sure has. She is a very well-known chef. Um, excellent, excellent food. She was on TV one time. Wasn't she on a, a reality show? She's been on TV a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. she's a solid, solid. I think that's where I first saw her, mm-hmm. maybe. I, I think maybe you do know a lot about TV, Scott. You know I've won an Emmy Award. <laughs> Yes, there it is. So we. You know, I've won two Emmy Awards. You've won two? I, mean, I don't like to brag, but. Yeah, no, well, that was nice, a little humble brag right there. So, double Emmy Award winner. Do you know that Matthew and I are going to Charleston Food and Wine this week? Another luxurious trip of Roby Martin's without me. Ah, uh, yes, luxurious. Actually, it's going to be kind of fun. I'm going to be there all four days. Matthew is, or Matt as he's called, he is going to be in three events. And he is going to tell us about them, which is neat. And here is Matt. So you and I have something cool coming up. Um, We're both going to be at Charleston Food and Wine. And I hear you're like pretty much in every event. I wouldn't say every event. I'm only in three (laughs) events. What are Um, you doing down there? That's plenty for me. Um, (laughs) Three events is a lot. Three, three events is a lot. I mean, most people you'll see will only do one. 
maybe two, and I got talked into doing three. So, so what are you doing down there? Um, I'm doing an event called Bourbon on the Base, um, which is on the Navy base there, and it's a bourbon forward event. I'm preparing a pastrami, and we're going to do like a pastrami bruschetta. And then I am doing what's called Night Bazaar, and Night Bazaar is a, a an event that's focused around dishes from outside of the United States. And I'm going to be doing um, a smoked version of a, like a Cuban pot roast. Save one of those for me. Yeah. And then uh, the the next event I'll be doing uh, will be on Friday. And so Friday they do Meatless Friday. My station is going to be called Toast. And it's going to be a play on avocado toast um, with uh, some smoked uh, tomatoes and a couple other elements. And it's going to be it's going to be really, really dope. Awesome. Well, I'm stoked to have you from Virginia, obviously, in Charleston. I think you're one of four, maybe three chefs that are going to be down, down there from our state. And I'll come high-five you in South Carolina. And when you are around the Richmond area, we'd love to have you directly in the station if you'd be, if you'd be so kind to honor to us with your presence. I would love to come. Well, thanks, Matt, for chatting with me today. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it, too. You have a great sure. day. You too. See you soon. So how do you... Charleston do you, sounds pretty awesome. I was going to say, how do you feel about the fact that you're not going? A little jealous, but, you know, I'm used to it at this point. Well, I will send you a lot of pictures. I'm sure you will. Will I'm, that be helpful? It's going to be FOMO for me. Good. You can, you can tell me what you thought tasted good and what looks beautiful. Before we get to David's interview, we want to talk about a couple of headlines that, that's going on in the Richmond, Virginia food scene. Scott, you have been busy on the Eat It Virginia website. I feel like this week... You have had something happen like every 20 minutes in food. It's a pretty big deal. I always get texts from Roby like, is this on the site yet? Is this on the site yet? Is this on the I'm site like, yet? hurry and get that up. I need to know more about that taco place. Right, right. So we've had some pretty exciting restaurant news in the last couple of days. What is your favorite? You don't have to run down all of them. I do want to give a me- shout out to our partners at Richmond BizSense, who, who we oh, work with, who yes. write a lot of these restaurant stories who they're, for us. Yes, they are like the greatest of humans because we do kind of uh, rely on them for some good stuff. I also stuff. want to give a shout out to a group of VCU journalism students who... Uh, uh, who I meet with once a week, who have also written a bunch of restaurant-related stories oh, for the CBS 6 I wish I wish you Facebook-lived that class. <laughs> that's a good stuff. Roby came in. Stuff. She was gracious enough to guest speak. She was my expert guest speaker a couple Dude, weeks ago. it is nerve-wracking. But by the end, I had gotten so comfortable, I was sitting on a desk. Yeah, it's a little inappropriate. Was it? I'm just kidding. Really? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think it was the swinging of the legs that was inappropriate. <laughs> Back to the restaurants. <laughs> no, give me your favorite one. I am. Well, okay. so Ruby Scoops, I think, has got to be my favorite one. A new ice cream uh, parlor yes, you popping and up in Richmond. Sweet Tooth, yep. Um, a VCU graduate who's been living in D.C. and doing pop-up ice cream is moving back to town and opening up Ruby Scoops. Nice. Have you heard about that? No. I mean, I know that she was here for the vegan festival maybe this past year, so right. I knew, but I didn't know she was coming back, so that's great. Hey, did we get some James Beard nominations? Of course we did, man. Three James Beard Award nominations for local people. Sub Rosa, Sunny over at Leisure, and the Chang family. Yes, the Mama Chang's got a nice one. Have you been to Mama Chang's before? They had a pop-up here in Richmond at the Peter Chang's, which, by the way, that Peter Chang's in Short Pump has reopened. That's so good. I'm so happy to hear that. 
That's very good stuff. So I think that speaking of award-winning restaurants, David went to all of them while he was here? It sounded like he went to, if not all of them, then pretty much 95% of them. Let's see which one he liked the most. Do you think he'll tell us? Hopefully. I am, I cannot tell, I've been vibrating for the last two days because you and I have been texting (laughs) back and forth. I love that face that you (laughs) just gave me. You and I have been texting back and forth because you are here specifically, and I don't know how much I can talk about it, so you tell me when to stop. Okay. You are here specifically to talk about our hot food scene. Right. I want walk through, just so everybody has your history who may not know you, you have been in the community of food can I ask how many years? Oh, yes. Decades. Well, I was a chef uh, and a restaurateur for 25 years, and then I left the restaurant business 15 years ago to become a writer. So a line I like to use probably too often is that I left the worst way to make a living for the second worst way to make a living. <laughs> and I may have gotten those reversed, as it turns out. <laughs> Wait until you host your own podcast. Oh, yay. Yeah, oh, that's your list. It's my life's goal to keep going down, down, down. <laughs> just, just keep digging Less deeper. money, please. Yes, yes. Less money. Are you now sure you want to pay me that much? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm the food critic for Bethesda Magazine and Arlington Magazine. And um, they're owned by the same person. So every now and then they do features for both magazines. And they have a section of the magazine called Driving Range. And that is about places within 200 miles of Washington, D.C. And um, so I pitched the hot food scene in Richmond because um, I was here five years ago, and it was, that was, it was Richmond's big time that year. You know, we food writers like to pick some city that other people aren't talking about so we can be the first people to talk about it, and it becomes the new food city. But there was a lot going on there, here, at the time, and there's even, even since then, so much has exploded, as it has in Washington. So um, oh my gosh. we crammed a lot into <laughs> these uh, two and a half days. I Listening to your itinerary, I mean, A, makes me hungry because you hit some of the best spots in Richmond with all the research that you did, which I appreciate you doing as much research. And then you even did some under-the-radar great spots. Can you talk about your... Are you allowed to talk about your yeah, big... Sure. Your How about... Give me one-and-a-half highlights. Well, first of all, this is really a travel piece. It's not really... I, I wouldn't really call it a, a, review, a review piece because... Uh, you know, I'm I'm here to support the rest. I I came from the restaurant industry. I was a chef and a restaurateur for 25 years. So, as I say, um, probably too often, I come to praise Caesars, not to criti- criticize them. The Arlington readership and the Bethesda readership are kind of a little different, and I would say that the Arlington readership is probably probably skews younger. And um, a lot of people uh, working in Washington and kind of going on their way up the, the, the um, ladder, the professional ladder. And uh, so they are looking for one thing. And Bethesda is probably more established people, older people, more retirees. So they're looking for a different experience. And, of course, Richmond offers those things. So when I... Ch- when set out to choose the things I would cover, I wanted it to be, um, you know, just a normal neighborhood restaurant like Bucks Fishing and Camping. But um, and here we are at the Cork Hotel, which is a great hotel for 
a certain group of people and the Jefferson Hotel, which is a different experience. And they're both wonderful experiences and beautiful and have um, things going for them uh, in different areas. And um, the same for your restaurant. So, for instance, we really enjoyed going to... I'm here with my friend Nikki Nellis, who has um, the list on you, areyouonit.com and a Foodie and the Beast um, radio show. And uh, on WTOP, I, th- I think I should I, love, I should know I love that. Listening to her, she's a gr- she's a great little foodie. Yeah, she is amazing. And so I brought her with me. I can't bring my husband with me because, like, we'll go to a restaurant and I order a bunch of stuff, and he'll he'll look at me and say, um, "You know, we can come back." <laughs> and I'm like, "You What's don't fun in that you don't get it. You don't get it." So I knew I couldn't drag him to four lunches. And four dinners every night, and then you know, out for cocktails. You look great for four lunches and four dinners. Every I night. mean, it's. I don't know how you do that. It's not, you know. Where do you put it all? Masks and uh, mirrors and seaweed wraps. Pleats. I'm a. I'm a firm believer in pleats. <laughs> Box pleats, and um, caftans help. Um, <laughs> a caftan anyway, covers like, everything. Like we loved going to Lucy's, and I chose to go there on Wednesday night because it's their secret burger night. And um, you know, it's just a wonderful neighborhood crowd, and very so friendly. And um, I love that it was uh, it was had been a defunct Chinese restaurant, and they have the old egg, egg foo young and fried rice windows hanging on the wall. It's just a charming little neighborhood restaurant. But you know, we really enjoyed going to Long Oven too, which is a, obviously a completely different experience. But isn't that what we want in our lives anyway? To have a mix sure. of things. You sure, know, sure, so sure. Barbecue and you know biscuits and everything in between. So total, you hit. I think I saw seventeen different places in oh, wow. two and a half days. Really? Oh I my god! So. I need. To, let me go get a Tom's. Seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Places. I didn't count them. When you eat at so many places in a city, what are the things you're looking for beyond like just the flavors and the the menu items like what are you looking for when you walk into a place well it you know it's not necessarily that i'm looking for something but i always see i mean i i certain things stand out and this was always true this is how i always approach food writing i i would i walk into a restaurant with the same eyes i had in my own restaurant so for instance one thing that really drives me crazy, one of my biggest pet peeves is dirty flower water. Like, there's an enormous arrangement of flowers at the front, at the host stand, which, by the way, we see much less of that these days, but in many restaurants, they have big flower arrangements or something on the table, and the water is cloudy because it hasn't, it needs to be changed. And I'm thinking, so immediately, I'm thinking, someone's not paying attention here, and that comes from the top, because how many people who work here have walked by this vase and not bothered to see that this water is dirty. And whether or not people realize it, they also see these things and they it enters their subconscious immediately when they walk into a place. I mean, you know, because you're, you, you both have so much experience, when you walk into a place, you feel the energy right away. It's either positive energy or negative energy, or sometimes it's, it's just flat you know, has no, no affect at all. And your experience 
has already, you've already started judging your experience from the website, from the phone call if you've made one, from, you know, going on to Open Table or Resi or whatnot, and the time you want is always blocked out. It always says 5.30 or 9.30, and you know that they have reservations in between. Um, so then you have the phone call. I mean, all these things go into your assessment of a restaurant before you even walk in the door that you have to pull your wallet out for valet parking before you even walk in the place and pay for it before you walk in and, you know, things like that. So what I've noticed here, the first thing that stands out to me in Richmond is the design. People are spending money on design here <clears throat> that they are not, this is not happening in Washington. Some places, yes. Um, we have a few favorite architects in Washington and it's, it's, it shows, I mean, they have a style and, you know, no shade, no tea, that's, that's fine. But when they're, all the restaurants are using them or all the restaurants are using the same ceramicist for their plates, I mean, you start to notice when you eat out in a lot of restaurants that, oh, this looks like the plate of the year. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. But here, I mean, the, like, Brenner Pass is just beautiful. And the theme, you know, the Brenner Pass theme is so subtly woven in and... The furniture is eclectic. It's a lots of windows. It's a bright open space. The, um, lots of care in the cocktail programs I've seen here. I mean, really um, complex cocktails that um, have really been thought through and are interesting and innovative. Um, Perch is a beautiful space, and I was talking to the chef owner yesterday. He happened to be there, and um, all the thought that went into that, the soundproofing. Um, with something sorely lacking in many Washington restaurants. I noticed a lot of soundproofing here, which is much what appreciated. Is <laughs> uh, much appreciated. Um, and Helen Reed did the design at Perch. Uh, uh, well, it's, it's really exquisite. And the same architects did the design at ZZQ that did Brenner Pass. Isn't uh -huh. that funny? Uh, Fulton well. Singh. Boy, ZCQ, uh, of course, I had heard wonderful things before I got there, and all of them were true. I mean, more, I mean, even better than I had heard and read. Um, the service there is really amazing. You know, the, the way we think about service these days uh, has really evolved. You know, it used to be that service meant uh, tablecloths and, uh, you know, stuffy waiters and, uh, things of this nature. And, you know, now, now we are, now we're judging, now we feel service wherever we go, whether it's a coffee shop or a diner, um, you know, any, any kind of restaurant we go to. And here ZZQ is, you know, a cafeteria style service, but, the way they take care of you, all of the signage before you walk in, the way they explain their principles, the way they explain the ordering. So you are, by the time you get up there, you know what you're doing. And each person you come in contact with is, is asking to help you in some way. They're either giving you a little piece of brisket while they're cutting you the meat, which reminded me of Katz's, except at Katz's you got to grease the palm before you get the, <laughs> get the you piece. Know, get the piece. Um, <laughs> Or they told us to order less. You know, well, I don't think, you know, I think probably one rib is enough for the two of you. If you're having this, you're having this, you're having that. Um, and really, each person we came across in that line up to the very end and beyond um, was so helpful and asking what 
more they could do to help. And when we sat down, someone came to take our tray away, and you know, which is unusual these days in that kind sure. of setup. And uh, it, it, down to when you're walking out the door, and there's that trough sink to wash your hands, and mm -hmm. you need to wash your hands. You know, it's food like that. You want to wash your hands. Thought through everything from the moment before you walk in the door until you walk out that door, and. I just and of course the food was remarkable. All of it was really delicious. I loved that the pickles were not had a hint of sweetness, but not too, overly but not overly, right. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, and the coleslaw was not a creamy coleslaw, and it really cut through the fat sure. and the barbecue. And it's not the barbecue's not overly smoked. Um, all those things. It was really great. I was I was so impressed. But maybe it wasn't the best strategy to start the day out there. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like when you're talking about it, it might have been the best strategy. Was there a nap involved afterwards? No, there were three three more restaurants for lunch involved afterwards. So you have some pretty high praise for for the Richmond places where you dined. Uh, so I do. This week. Uh, I'm a life lifelong Richmonder, and I think I have sort of a mid-sized city complex where you feel like you know, you're, you're proud of your hometown, you like your hometown, but you're just like you know we're a medium-sized city. We're never going to be able to compete with the Washingtons or even the Arlingtons of the world. So where do you see our dining scene lacking that we can kind of pick up and, and catapult ourselves? You and I share a brain because he told us where we're dialing it in. Where could we hone our skills further? Um, you know, I, I don't know that I'm qualified at this point to answer that question. I mean, one thing, one difference I noticed when I was here on a dine around last, maybe three or five years ago, that... Uh, the design, uh, a lot of the places were more like Alewife, you know, had that kind of um, uh, beatbacking, um, wainscoting, the high ceilings of the tin roof, the lazy fan, um, a kind of um, rustic feel to it, which is great. I, I love that. And now there's definitely, definitely a, more of a mix of high style. I also noticed no very few Edison bulbs here, which are sadly we are still um, a wash in in Washington. Um, and uh, but I haven't really. We did go to Temple, which was delicious, and I really haven't explored enough the Asian food here, or say Ethiopian food, which of course in Washington, Washington has the second highest Ethiopian population next to Ethiopia. Um, and so we have very excellent Ethiopian restaurants. I, bid, I did pass one. One of our Uber drivers suggested an Ethiopian restaurant. So I haven't ex explored that yet. So um, I, d I can't say that these things are lacking. Although I did ask a few people who lived here about Asian restaurants. And they, they indicated to me that it wasn't the strongest suit here. Um, but it, it's it's not in Washington either. Like Chinese food is, um, and certainly Chinese food, uh, more specific to provinces, uh, different provinces of China. That's really a, a shortcoming in Was the Washington dining scene too. So it's not just here. So that off the top of my head. But you have an amazing craft beer community. I mean. And of course, what's happened in the craft beer movement in such a short period of time. But I mean, what, Richmond is now really a center of the craft beer. Uh, we, we are, it, it's crazy. Speaking scene. of 
Asian food, one you most recent. Well, I don't know if this is your most recent Washington Post article, but you just wrote a piece on Peter Chang. Did you happen to visit either of his spots while you were here? I did. Oh no, not I. Not on this trip, okay. but I have been before. And I, Mama Chang is their recent, their newest restaurant in Washington. It's in Fairfax. And actually, the last piece, I, I, I did do a profile of Peter Chang in Bethesda Magazine before he opened Q by Peter Chang, his flagship restaurant. And then I did a piece uh, this year in the Washington Post before Mama Chang opened because this was a, uh, an ode to his, the women in his life, the women cooks in his life, his mother's grandmother, his wife. Lisa Chang is a, no, a noted chef in her own right. She's amazing. She's amazing. And I th- one thing people don't know, for instance, is that every step along the way, well, when they first started cooking professionally, his first job was on a riverboat cruise in the Yangtze River, and she was his supervisor. She was above him. And he, she was his mentor in many ways. So a lot of people don't know that. But also, when they went to the Chinese embassy in Washington, um, it was a two-for-one deal. She also cooked at the embassy. And when he essentially defected and went um, on his, uh, what some people described as a mercurial wanderings, which were actually just um, being on the lam and, you know, sure. fearing retribution from the Chinese government on their family who still lived in China, um, she worked in all the restaurants he went to side by side. And all of the restaurants they now own, she is there side by side. So this is a, this is a team. It's a pair. It's and a now with their daughter story. Lydia, yes. it's it's a family. It's definitely a family business because um, Peter and Lisa don't speak English. So Lydia really conducts many of their business affairs, and she's really bringing them into con- the contemporary um, Chinese. Um, restaurant scene it's a which is evolving greatly since the restaurants that we grew up with um i'm sorry to give such long answers to your questions but i'm so passionate about them so the changs have just really changed the dining scene so significantly it can't be understated and actually my first experience in one of their restaurants was in short pump you have kind of a Hallmark, and I don't know if this was intentional, but if you follow you on social media, which where can people find you on social media? At DC Hagedorn on uh, Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook by um, permission. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) You, when you get somewhere, you will truly sit down and do what? Seated and tweeted. Um, I, I, I guess I... Um, I do that less and less, but it, it and now now people are you know get upset with me. You know you did, you were here and you didn't see it and tweet and like it's some kind of judgment. I'll, I never do it when I'm reviewing a place, sure. obviously. Um, most most mostly now I just forget, um, but I do like to. Um, do I that find every it now pretty brilliant because I think that you have. You have almost, a lot of individuals say that people that write about food should either say that they're going or not say that they're Mm -hmm. going. And I love the stance that you've taken, that you're like, I'm going to say I'm going and I'm going to tell everybody else. Well, I... I I think it's beautiful. I say when I'm there. I don't say... Oh, I'm coming. I I don't say that I'm coming because... um, over the years, I did notice that a lot of people were kind of telegraphing that 
on Twitter, like, can't wait to go to such and such tonight. What should I get? And that seemed kind of a little shady to me. So I, I, don't, I don't do that. But once I'm there, um, I mean, I'm already there, you know, and hopefully they're not, not going to overhaul their whole staff in the well, next 15 uh, seconds. Hopefully they're not on Twitter in the <laughs> middle of service, although these days, may, well, I guess maybe their PR people are. Um, but, you know, and, and sometimes if that thought does occur to me, I will not do the seat and tweet because sure. it, it really was something completely benign and innocent to me. And then, and then all of a sudden I realized, oh, people are ascribing so much more to this than it I really is. It's I, just, I love it. I love seeing where you are. I follow along and think, hmm, wonder if I should send him a message and wonder what he's thought of that one. I totally love it. Well, it's, it's fun, I have to say. Um, but I've just, I've just had a ball here in Richmond. You mentioned that you were last year maybe three or five years ago. Did you visit the, any of the same restaurants, or could you get an overall sense of how things might have changed since the last time you, you came and did um, this? I, I feel like we were at a, on Church Hill a lot the last time I was here, and, we, and still we, we went. And today I plan to go to Sub Rosa because, I mean... It's brilliant. Of course. I mean, you have to, like... I think it's a law that you have to... You come to Richmond, you there. have to get a bag right. right. I mean... And um, a proper pie, because I think um, that for the piece I'm writing, you know, it's a, a lovely little snack or, you know, nice little afternoon thing. Because when I write these kind of travel pieces, I want, I think about the whole day. Sure. Um, you know, how people are, something for breakfast. Why, you know, I went to Pearly's and I haven't, uh, Brewer's Waffles is on my radar. So I AJ might is fantastic. stop in there. And, um, and pretty new the spot is. Uh, yeah, good. And of course, I like to cover new place, new places that haven't people haven't been introduced before. In addition to old sure. standards, um, and you know, Scott's Edition now is so huge here that that was not a, not a thing five years ago. And and also, well, I guess the fan was, but um, where else are we spending? Spending time. Maybe you like made a trip to the south side yesterday. Um, did we? For, I, you know, I for can't some uh, stews. Oh yes, we went to Abuelitas on um, on Tuesday. That was one of our first stops, and that was that is just terrific. It's a beautiful spot. I love the design. I love the little market. Right. I mean, you can pick up all the dried peppers you need to make mole. I mean, it's, Which is it's the all right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the guisos are delicious, and boy, what a bargain! I know, isn't it? I mean, really, it's, it's so ridiculous. You know, nine ninety nine mm-hmm. for two guisos and uh, and sides, and those the tortillas are amazing. So, if I was writing a driving range from Richmond to mm-hmm. Arlington slash Fairfax, I would do Thompson Italian, mm-hmm. Ice Cream Jubilee, Mama Chang's. Hot Lola's. Hot Lola's. Um, and in the spring, I would say Huevos, uh, Victor Albasu, who owns Taco Bamba. Mm, well, you should also go to Taco Bamba because it's amazing. And he has many. The in, list is getting longer. He has Good, many, like, in, nor- many, in, many in Northern Virginia. Um um, he's g- opening kind of a, an egg, obviously, egg-centric place called Huevos, and everyone's really looking forward to that. And also opening soon is um, Curiosity Donuts from New Jersey is going to be opening in um, Northern Virginia. Nice. At the any, end of the month. Any old standbys 
we should hit? Any old standbys? Uh, let me think. I'm I'm so imbued in Richmond right now that I'm you trying are. like trying to He's mentally. Ha- he has to tra- he has to travel home. <laughs> mentally, how, how many meals? Oh, Selena just opened in uh, Crystal City. Well, it's not an old standby, but it's an it's a new old standby, Perfect. because this is the um, Fabio Maria Trabocchi owns several restaurants in Washington. Very notable restaurants, Fiola, Fiola Mare, Del Mar, and Svolina is their pasta concept. And um, they have now, they have two in Washington, and now they've opened one in um, Crystal City. That has been packed from the day it opened. <laughs> that's, that's my kind of restaurant. When is, when is the article that you're writing about Richmond's March, hit newsstands? I think it's our March, April the internet? issue. Do things still hit the newsstands? That's still a thing. I don't know. Do th- <laughs> you do you tell me, news guy? I mean, I, my stuff never hit the news. <laughs> it was always tweeted and pushed. It was, it was always pushed straight shared. out to the web. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I am excited that you have taken the chance to come hang out with us because I know that your 19 million restaurants that you have to hit in Richmond are really packing your days. I, We're I, finishing at Leisure. They're going, of course. Sonny, who's been on the podcast, he's delightful. I shot him a message. I think he knows that you're. Well, coming. we bumped into him at Did Long Island last Long? night. Yeah, you guys were out. Well, I love it. Any other questions you have, Scott? I'm ready to eat. I got. I'd, I'm going to follow him to Lasia. You're listening <laughs> to Roby and Scott with Eat It Virginia and David of the Washington Post, Arlington Magazine, and Bethesda Magazine. Thanks for being here. I love being here. How do you feel about dodgeball? Do you play dodgeball? Soccer? What is it? Well, those are two different things. Okay. Dodgeball and soccer. Okay. Yeah. I have not played either probably since the 90s at some point. So we have... I wasn't picked on during dodgeball. You know, there's always those couple of kids that are getting picked on at the end because they're maybe slow or can't catch. And it's a in the game head. in which somebody... You actively want to hit someone it's with a ball. It's, it's sanctioned bullying in school. I think they actually got rid of it in school. I, de- I, I definitely played it growing up uh, in Henrico County schools. Well, but would I don't you think they like have it to anymore. play it as a grown-up? Uh, absolutely. Is there drinking involved? Yes. The, oh, then, from the then veil. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So we have a fundraiser coming up that I is near and dear to my heart. The food critic, or she's now passed away, Hollister Lindley. I started a essentially a nonprofit in her name called the Holly Fund. And every year, this will be the second year, Autumn Olive Farms sponsors an on-the-fly dodgeball tournament, which is on March 15th. And a bunch of restaurateurs get together and throw balls at each other. You can buy a ticket. If you are in the restaurant industry, you provide for the restaurant industry. You have plates for the restaurant industry. You can form a team. But if you are not, you can only buy a ticket and watch situation. And it's not too late to do that? Nope. You can go to AOF or at Autumn Farms, depending on like which one's easier for you online, and hop right on there and buy a ticket so you can come. It's at SCORE. Nice. And we'll put that link in the podcast notes and on WTVR.com with the article associated with this podcast. Associated with this podcast. Well, once again, where can everybody find us, Scott? We are online at WTVR.com, on Facebook at Edith Virginia. Instagram at Eat It Virginia, Twitter at Eat It Virginia, or you can email us, eatitvirginia at gmail.com. Says the double Emmy award-winning Scott. This episode of Eat It Virginia... <laughs> Eat It Virginia? <laughs> this episode of Eat It Virginia... <laughs> no! <laughs>
Oh, oh God, no.